Hello and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo. Yes, sir. And our glorious producer, Brendan Pika. Why, hello. Welcome in. with the fabulous here. Oh, <laughs> you know what? You are you're a fancy guy. <laughs> He's I, excited. I have to bring you the attention. You do a lot of work in the shadows. So uh, yeah. appreciate it. credit where credit is due. It's not an easy job making us sound good. Uh, today, we are breaking down our top 10 QBs for the upcoming 2021 season. And this is this is an important episode. A lot of people disregard quarterback as kind of a throwaway position. Uh, new fantasy football players are, uh, you know, they... They focus way too much on the Patrick Mahomes, the Lamar Jacksons. You know, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily understand the complexity with this position. But seasoned fantasy football players can fall in the trap of, well, I'll just draft two throwaway players at the very end because it doesn't matter. Made there's mistake. a happy medium between those two. You know, there's a huge, huge boost to your team by having an elite quarterback. You know, ask anybody who's drafted Dak Prescott late. You know, there's so many players who were kind of thrown away and they have huge value if you can spot the opportunity. So that's what we're going to do here today. We're going to break down our top 10 quarterbacks, give you reasoning for if they're worth the plunge and what kind of difference maker they can be and kind of where we think uh, they might be worth taking. So, Andrew, I'll let you kick it off here. At number one, we have Kyler Murray, uh, quarterback extraordinaire for the Cardinals. What do you see in him? Yeah, so I see a number one quarterback. He was number one on my list. I think he was number one on Brendan's. He was number two on yours, if I recall correctly. Uh, Last season, 3,900 passing yards, 26 TDs. He also ran the ball 819 yards for 11 TDs. Here's a little fun fact about Kyler Murray. He was the number one quarterback throughout the first 16 weeks, and then in the 17th week, Josh Allen surpassed Kyler Murray. And became and, and finishes the number one quarterback. So I truly believe Kyler Murray is going to be the number one this season. He obviously has DeAndre Hopkins as the top wide receiver, the top target. Uh, Rondell Moore, I think, is is pretty underrated heading into the season. I'm very excited. I think he has a lot of potential. He's going to be a, a a solid rookie breakout, I think. And then there is still Christian Kirk and AJ Green, who aren't good receivers, <laughs> but. They can they'll they'll be there if they're needed. So uh, I think it's a very good uh, offense that is going to need to throw the ball a lot because their defense is terrible. One of the worst in the league. So uh, a mix of when you look at good quarterbacks, you want to find a quarterback that can throw the ball just as well as he can run the ball. And Kyler Murray, I think, is the epitome of that player. Man, uh, Andrew, that's great analysis. I could not agree more. Uh, Kyler Murray right now is that perfect storm. Like you said, he was the quarterback one all of last season until the very end. So we know he's capable of it. He finishes number two, and he is so dangerous on the ground and through the air. Lamar Jackson is so one-dimensional that if his rushing mm-hmm. gets shut down, there's not a whole lot else to him. Kyler Murray is so dangerous because he has that DeAndre Hopkins outlet, and he's so outrageously dangerous on the ground. Um, you know, he benefits from a lot of things. A terrible defense is a major, major uh, benefit to Kyler Murray fantasy football owners. 
He has a really competent receiving core. Um, even better than that, his running backs are super questionable. So if there is oh, yeah. a high stakes situation, they're going to use Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is the best running back on that team. James Conner mm-hmm. is nothing special. Uh, and truly Chase, Chase Edmonds, he isn't all that special either. You know, I, I really think, you know, there's a huge opportunity here. And did I butcher the other running back? Is it Chase Edmonds? No, no, it's Chase Edmonds. It's, it's Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds oh my gosh. who had one rushing touchdown last season. Yeah. And James yeah. Conner with six rushing touchdowns. So Kyler Murray had more rushing touchdowns than both of them combined. People, people are expecting a lot out of Chase Edmonds. Uh, I don't know if you remember Andre Ellington. He was supposed to be a thing. Yep. I'm not all that yeah, excited for Chase Edmonds. <laughs> Um, no, I'm not either. You know, Kyler Murray is the best running back on this team, and that adds huge fantasy football value. And Kyler Murray, I just really think he can be a uh, Patrick Mahomes from three years ago kind of impact. Um, mm-hmm. I would take him in the fourth round, uh, which is yeah, early for ADP. me, but I think he's that much of a difference maker. Um, you know, I think there's an argument to made late third. <laughs> you know, he is going to be that cheat code at the quarterback position. Uh, the only thing holding him back, I think is a terrible coaching system. Cliff Kingsbury mm-hmm. is not great, but Kyler Murray is, you know, I think that is a little bit of a disconnect. So I think he's the only thing that can hold Kyler Murray back from being an absolute monster. But I love Kyler Murray. Andrew, I said, I'd take him as early as the late third. Where are you taking Kyler Murray? Listen, if there's any quarterback to draft early, it's going to be Kyler Murray. I'm not going to take yeah. Pat Mahomes at the 211. Kyler right. Murray's ADP is 406. I'm all in on that. Yeah. If he falls to me in the middle of the fourth, I think that's a that's a must-draft type of player. I mean, I, I could understand drafting Kyler Murray late third, and I might in certain leagues. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he really is like... If you think to... Basically, Lamar Jackson truthers are saying, all right, if Lamar Jackson has a... a a competent wide receiver one. And if Lamar Jackson can improve his throwing, he can be one of the best in the league. Well, that's Kyler Murray. He has one of the best receivers in the game and he can throw the ball. So I project him to be the number one. And I think that's worth a fourth late third rounder. So yeah, that, that you, you hit it right on the dot there. That's perfect spot for him. Yeah, I love it. Uh, And we love Kyler Murray. Uh, Our number two consensus pick is Pat Mahomes. Uh, He finished as quarterback four last season. Uh, So not great, but not bad. Uh, Certainly not worth his ADP last year. The best part about Patrick Mahomes is not a whole lot's changed. No, you know what you're getting. You're getting a elite quarterback in a elite system with elite weapons that really focus on him. I mean, I, I can't make that much better of a pitch. You know, he's a fantastic yeah. quarterback that's utilized. Yeah, you know, I think quarterback four is his floor. So, you know, when you have him in your lineup, you know, I think, you know, you have a positional advantage and you never need to worry about it. You don't change him based on his matchup. Um, I just I, I don't know what else to say. He's safe. You know, he is. I'm trying to think of like a, a sexy Volvo. <laughs> you know, I, I can't think of a, a way to make a Volvo sexy. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, if a Volvo and a Ferrari had a kid, how about that? Yeah. 
Uh, you know, that's, that's just what he is. He is that dependable option. He's what Antonio Brown used to be. You could just set it and forget it. Uh, Pat Mahomes, man, I, I think he is a solid number two. You can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I agree with you. His ADP is a little high, though, for, for my liking. It's the 211, so 11th pick in the second round in a 12-man league. Uh, but you kind of you, you know what you're going to get out of him, right? He's almost guaranteed 40 passing touchdowns a season. He had 38 last season, and then I think, what, 50 the year before? It's crazy. So you, you know what you're getting out of Pat Mahomes. You have two top targets in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. If Kelsey was a receiver... I, I love this stat. Kelsey was a receiver. He would be the fourth best receiver in the league last season. So that's two top five receivers for Pat Mahomes to throw to. It's a team that throws the ball a lot. It's a team that I think improved their offensive line, giving Pat Mahomes more opportunity to throw. So really, it's 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 a solid pick for a top three quarterback. And I think you said it perfectly. I think quarterback four is going to be his floor. 211 is a bit high for oh my, my liking, gosh. though. Andrew, people who draft Pat Mahomes at Mm. 211, those are people that wear helmets preemptively when they're nowhere near (laughs) a bike. Just Just to be safe. They're they're that safe, yeah. You just wear a helmet no matter what. It's not not smart because you're missing out on, you can miss out on Kelvin Ridley. You can miss out on, I guess, 211. What is that? You're missing out on top 10 running backs and top 10 receivers, basically, is what you're missing out on. So you must be very confident in your mid to late round picks in order to pick Pat Mahomes at the 211. If he falls to me late third, right around the Kyler Murray spot, I'll think about picking him. Obviously, I'm picking Murray over Mahomes. So I would take Mahomes in the early fourth, but he's most likely not going to fall there. I like it. Um, You know, and this is kind of, you know, when we talk about ADPs and where we would take players, Mahomes, I mean, where, where would you be taking him? I I'm a huge proponent of waiting on quarterback. Uh, I know I kind of knocked it earlier uh, within reason. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I see him as if it's me like fifth round, fifth or sixth. Okay. Um, man, what about you? No, yeah. Right around, uh, late. I guess early fourth is where early fourth. Yeah. Right. Right around Kyler Murray. Oh man. Yeah. I would wait way after Kyler Murray. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah, I, I guess it's, yeah, I, it's I'm Mahomes. again, I'm not that guy. I, I don't I can't like knock you. Backs, backs, but. Well, that's why I'm asking you specifically. Not like I, I would still, I would still take the risk. Yeah. I'll still take okay. the risk mid, mid fourth. Do you see a big so. gap between Mahomes and Murray? Not really. Not really. No. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I, do. I mean, they're number one and two on our list. So, yeah, I'd be way more afraid of facing Murray than it would be of facing okay. Mahomes. So th- that's interesting. I think that's an interesting uh, difference that we have there. Yeah. Um, you know, Mahomes is a monster. Number two. I like it. At number three, we have Josh Allen. He squeaked ahead as the QB one last season. A extraordinary leap forward for Allen. Uh, 4,544 passing yards for 37 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. And he had almost 450 rushing yards for eight touchdowns. Uh, he got it done. 
uh, you know, Buffalo went out and got him a, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it elite receiver. Uh, and he delivered, he took a huge step forward, uh, improved. He is a bona fide stud. So his contract discussions are starting to heat up now that Buffalo saw what he's capable of. And I don't doubt at all. He will become the next highest paid player in the NFL and rightfully so. Uh, he brought, you know, the bills to a, a really strong playoff push. This looks like a good team. You know, it's, I'm curious. He's a player where what we saw last season. Uh, okay. I guess I'm being too fancy. I said, I was going to say, I feel like that was the ceiling Well, he was QB one. So that's, that's a pretty good that, ceiling yeah. to have. Um, but I, I see, I don't the think he's going to saying. be able to replicate that. And I think that was a season of everything going right. Um, I still like him more than, you know, obviously every other option on this list, except Mm -hmm. maybe Dak Prescott. Um, But, you know, with Prescott coming back from injury, I give that nod to Allen. Uh, But he really, you know, he proved it one year. So that's what gives me pause. You know, Murray and Mahomes, we've seen them produce at this kind of level for more than a season. Uh, Josh Allen, I'm I'm not going to bite yet. I'm not going to pay the ADP. I want to see it again. Uh, but he is a fantastic player. You know, he has, he's obviously shown he can do it. And all of his tools are pretty much staying the same. You know, I think that's a huge, huge part in this quarterback ability to replicate is consistency. And, you know, these top options all have it. So Josh Allen, I think, is a is a strong QB or a strong QB1 at number three overall for us. Yeah, and I, I think you brought up a good point is he only did this once. And I, I also agree I would like to see him, I, I guess, stay consistent and do just as well or pretty close to, to what he did this season in order for me to feel very confident in him. Uh, and I think that's why he's not number one on both of our lists because if he was the quarterback one from last season and we truly believe that he is going to repeat what he did last season, get 4,500 passing yards, almost 40 TDs, I guess 45 total TDs, then he would be up there in that number one spot. It, it, it's just, you know, I, I think he is the guy that every defensive coordinator is figuring out how to stop this offseason. I mean, he really tore apart the league. He was the MVP runner-up behind Aaron Rodgers, and him and Stephon Diggs, they literally couldn't be stopped. So every defensive coordinator this offseason is working extra hard to figure out how to stop these guys. And that usually doesn't end well. I mean, that that's Lamar Jackson in 2020. They defenses defenses focused on how to stop him. So Josh Allen, I have as the number three. He's our consensus number three. I still think he's going to be very, very solid. I still see him and Diggs uh, being... I guess top three in in each of their positions. So I do not like his ADP though. I guess we go back to this ADP talk. Four oh two. I'm I'm not taking like him. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not taking him earlier than middle of fifth. Yeah, man. I, I feel like you're setting yourself up to fail because even if he repeats what he did, you know, that's you're kind of already paying that top dollar for it. You are, yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're both strong Allen fans and we look forward mm-hmm. to him doing it again. Uh, but he is just missing that old certain 
certain something that makes us from wanting to place him higher. Um, But obviously at three, you know, that means we have a legit belief. He can finish as the one again. Absolutely. Uh, At number four, we have a pretty big question mark based on last season. We have Dak Prescott. Uh, He only played five games last season and lit the world on fire. He absolutely balled out in a major, major way in those five games before he left to a really, really bad injury. Um, And we saw why, you know, you have CeeDee Lamb, Blake Jarwin, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. This team is built to explode. That's what Jerry Jones wants. Uh, And this is an offense that is just absolutely, I mean, it's just oozing with talent and a terrible defense. So not a lot has changed. Once again, there's that continuity. Still a really good offensive line. Elliott's back. All those receivers are back. Dak Prescott's back. Coaching staff is still there. Uh, I think, I'm not going to say a repeat of what they started out last season, but yeah, I think it can yeah, be close. I mean, CeeDee Lamb is going to be more of a more of a headliner. Um, but, you know, the, the pieces are in, in place the same as they were last season. So I would happily take that risk. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to I don't want to miss out on Dak Prescott being, you know, that that game changer this season. So we've seen him be elite in the past and we saw it again this year. He's somebody that everybody continues to doubt. And every time he proves us wrong, the dude's just a good quarterback. Uh, finally got paid. And, you know, I think he can really go out there and prove he deserves to be considered a elite quarterback. So I love him. I think he's on his way to a huge, huge season. My only concern is health. Yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, that was a very nasty injury. Now, those five games that you talked about were absolutely amazing. Now, if he didn't get injured, here was the 17-game pace that he was projected, which was it was 6,310 passing yards and 40 total TDs, which is, that's like record-breaking fantasy numbers there. I mean... I, I don't know if a quarterback's ever thrown 6,310 passing yards in one season. He obviously, I don't think he would have done that if he stayed healthy all season because you're going to have some bad weeks and some good weeks. But I think that just shows the talent that Dak Prescott has. He has an amazing wide receiver core. I truly believe CeeDee Lamb is going to take a big step up, be a top 15 receiver this season, which is a kind of a hot take. But Omari Cooper has become more consistent as well. Not to mention they play the Giants twice a year. So that's always a plus. So I love Dak Prescott. I really think he's going to be top five. His ADP is a little high for me, 506. I'm willing to take him mid-sixth round. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, I think that is a good spot uh, to place him. And I think he has the highest variable of really any quarterback we're going to talk about today. He can either be the quarterback one or quarterback 15. I like that. Yeah. So, you know, I think he is this season, you know, Andrew, I think he is your wild card type of player. Oh, I know you make fun of you for being a wild card. That's Dak Prescott. You know, how big are your balls? (laughs) You know, are you going to play the big cojone play and go for Dak? Or, you know, are you going to step away with little cojones and uh, draft somebody a little safer? No judgment. like that. But uh, can judge. Think, we don't judge here. I think Prescott's the big ball move. I'll mm-hmm. say it that way. Yep. Uh, number five, we have Lamar Jackson, a fall from grace. 
Uh, we saw him light the fantasy football world on fire, a term I apparently use quite often. Uh, but I'm sticking with it because he did. He proved to be a game-changing type player of likes we have never seen before. Uh, it really showed us how dangerous a rushing quarterback can be. You know, he looked every bit a elite running back who can kind of throw the ball too. So really, last season was a major disappointment. He really didn't turn on the Jets until it was already almost too late for his fantasy owners. People who drafted him, uh, his ADP was very high last season. Absolutely. You know, people like were thinking, second round. Yeah, which is an absolute team destroyer if he does not return on that value. Mm-hmm. You know, that's similar. You know, that's what we talk about drafting players at their ceiling. Lamar Jackson did not replicate that special season, and he hurt the people who drafted him. So, you know, where does he go from here? He's still a really good fantasy option. Uh, I'd be thrilled to have him as my QB1 because of the rushing. I mean, it it is a cheat code in fantasy football. You do have that safe weekly floor. Uh, so at the very, very worst case scenario, he's not going to destroy your week. You know, you just end up with a fine quarterback. But at his best, he is an absolute behemoth at this position. If he can figure out a little bit of throwing and keep rushing the way he has, he's going to be an absolute monster. I don't think he will. You know, people talk about how adding Rashad Bateman somehow makes him amazing. Yeah, um, people are saying Sammy Watkins is amazing. I've danced that dance before. And let me tell you, it hurts. Uh, it's like Icarus. You fly too close to the sun. You're going to fall. <laughs> mm. You're going to get burnt. Um, so Lamar Jackson, you know, I think they just put lipstick on a pig with the receiving options. No offense. You know, I, I know a lot of Ravens fans are excited for their offensive transformation. I'm not. Yeah, you know, I really don't think it's going to be much different. I think their team will look very similar to what it looked last season. Lamar Jackson, I think, will be better than he was last season, especially rushing the ball. Um, but I don't have super high hopes. So I think he is appropriately priced at QB5. Uh, and, you know, I think if you draft him higher than that, man, you are a, a risky crazy. player and yeah. kudos and good luck, sir. <laughs> yeah. Good luck indeed. It's, uh, listen, uh, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, those three people that have, uh, I was a big believer in Lamar Jackson heading into the 2019 season. And he finished as the quarterback one ever since that I've been low on him. I'm like a, (laughs) I'm like a weird, like Lamar Jackson hipster. I liked him before he was cool. Now that he's really (laughs) popular, I'm fading on him. I, and the reason is because I thought he was going to improve on his passing and he kind of has, but when you're throwing almost, like twice as less as Josh Allen or Kyler Murray, and they have almost the same amount of rushing touchdowns. I'm going to go with the other two quarterbacks. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray because they're, they're just going to score more points. And that's where Lamar Jackson is being drafted. He's being drafted right around Kyler Murray and right around Josh Allen. And I just think that's insane. That is too high. Now, I like what you said. He's going to improve his passing a little bit, but the addition of Rashad Bateman and Sammy Watkins is not going to help that much. The Baltimore Ravens run the ball more than any NFL team. Uh, it's I, I love Rashad Bateman, right? I'm a Gopher fan. 
I've been watching him for years, and he should be a good receiver when they throw the ball to him. They're just not going to throw the ball a lot. So Lamar Jackson's going to get around 1,000 rushing yards. He's going to get around seven rushing TDs. It's the passing yards and the passing TDs that I'm really worried about. So I'm not going to draft him, especially at his ADP. I'm going to wait to see his throwing improve before I draft him ever again. Yeah, I am right there with you. I think we are going to play it safe with Lamar, Mm -hmm. not get a little too heated with him. Speaking of not getting too heated, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. uh, The subject of much trepidation this offseason. Yeah, thank you. I hope I used it right. Um, I I wouldn't know. (laughs) This is a player that's difficult. Um, you know, as of now, it appears he is going to be playing this season with the Packers. So, you know, for all for all intents and purposes, that's how we're going to continue ranking him. He finished as a QB three last season, a MVP season with ungodly uh, stats, led the NFL in passing touchdowns, only had five interceptions. Truly, truly a magical season. And I'm saying that as as a Packer fan. Um, you know, I've, I've been a Packer fan my whole life. I've watched pretty much every Packer game, uh, for, for a long while. And here's what I'm warning people about with Aaron Rodgers. We see this yo-yo effect recently uh, with Rodgers. Uh, there's a lot of touchdowns to be had and some seasons, there's a lot more rushing touchdowns with the running backs as we saw with Aaron Jones two seasons ago. And we have seasons like we saw last season where not nearly as much as there was for Aaron Jones on the ground, uh, but there was a ton for Aaron Rodgers. So what I'm fully expecting is for this next season, you know, just I think just a common sense approach to kind of a more return to the mean Uh, and Aaron Rodgers with less touchdowns. You know, he's not a rushing quarterback anymore, so he really does rely on those passing touchdowns. And if he's not leading the NFL in passing touchdowns, which I, I don't expect him to this season, um, can he? Absolutely. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fool, um, but I'm not expecting him to do it. I, I think that's an anomaly for anybody to do that two seasons in a row. But that really, that really hits uh, his fantasy value. So, you know, we have him at six. Even I think that's even a little aggressive. I feel more comfortable with him a little bit later. But it, it's a similar recipe with Tom Brady, uh, who we will talk about next. Spoiler alert. Uh, it's not rushing anymore. It's it's all passing touchdowns. Can he do it? Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, that's what his that's where his value is. <laughs> but I do expect more of that yo-yo effect. So long story short, I think he's going to have less passing touchdowns this season, which will boost the ground game, but come at Rogers deficit through the air. So I, I think six is a a healthy ranking for a Mr. Rogers. Don't get caught up in the fairy dust of last season. Nice. Well said. Uh, I will say I'm, I'm looking at stats right now and I still haven't found where this is to be true. So, okay. It looks like the last time where a player has a player, uh, I'll say quarterback who finished in the top three, the last time where they repeated that looks to be, Oh no. Okay. In the last, since 2013, it hasn't happened. I think this is a very important thing to mention. 
that Aaron Rodgers finishing top three, the odds of him finishing top three again is against him. So uh, I'm, I'm fading on it. 48 passing TDs is insane. He's not going to repeat that again. I, I like what you said. I think the, uh, I guess the Packers offensive touchdowns is going to even out a little bit more. And he's 38. So I, I guess I'm more high on him than you are. And that's why he's, he's up there as, uh, as number six in our rankings. I really like his, you know, the, the lack of interceptions he throws. He had the least amount of interceptions among the starting quarterbacks with five. Um, I, Devonta Adams is back. I mean, theoretically, he should do some. I, I guess he, he should do. I'm not going to say just as good as last season. Obviously, it's going to tr- contradict my previous statement. But I, I think if he does 75 percent of that, I'm I'm happy if he finishes bottom top ten, and yeah, and you should draft him according to that, which is I guess around where he's at. He's around 707. Uh, I think that's slightly high for my liking. I think I like him in the eighth round, but I don't know what what are your opinions on Aaron Rodgers' ADP at seven oh seven? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Oh yeah, seven oh seven for his average draft position. Do you like that, or is it too high? That's too high. No, I, I don't. I think that's too high by far. Um, you know, in seven oh seven, I mean, you're still taking starters on your roster. So, you know, with me, you know, just at rank. So would you rather take, so tell me where Ryan Tannehill, what's Ryan Tannehill's ADP? So Ryan Tannehill's ADP is 907. That's stupid. That's high too. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that. I like that. Uh, You know, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers at his current ADP or Tannehill at his ADP? Yeah, that's Tannehill. I I would rather have Tannehill. You know, that opportunity cost at in round seven, that's too Mm -hmm. high. So, you know, you know, that's how we view quarterbacks. So when I in a straight up match, if they both have the same ADP, oh, my God, I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But, you know, to that point, I think that's a little rich for my blood for Aaron Rodgers. So I just don't think I'm going to have him in a lot of my teams this season. I agree. I agree. He's going to have less passing yards and less touchdowns than this last season. So it's a matter of just how much less and drafting him, I think is a, is a big risk because it's hard to predict that. So, you know, he's going to take a step back. We just don't know how far that step's going to be. And I don't want to take that risk. Yeah, I am with you there. I love the player. Don't love the price. Uh, at number seven, a very similar type player. So I think we don't need to say all that much. Uh, Tom yeah. Brady, he finished the year as quarterback eight last season. And I see that near where he's going to finish this year. He had uh, over 4,500 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. And that's with him learning the offense. You know, we saw it for a majority of the season. Uh, this offense was not clicking. It was not this, the team we saw at the end of last season. I'm excited for Tom Brady. I think he is going to be the, the breakout MVP fantasy quarterback star this year. Uh, Andrew, what's his ADP? ADP is 803, so a little bit on the higher that side. That is my shocking to me. I thought he was being left for dead. There's um, eighth and ninth round is is usually holy where you're gonna cow. get. I these take that back. I, I, so. Man, in some of the mocks I've been yeah. doing, he's been going way later. I there, thought everybody yeah, yeah, was trying to get away from him. Um, you know, he's going to be excellent. 
he's going to finish the season as a mid to back end QB one. And I don't think you have to pay for that kind of value, or I don't think you have to pay for that. Um, You know, incredible receiving options. I think perhaps the best in the NFL. Uh, And, you know, unlike Aaron Rodgers situation, I don't think they're going to be losing a lot of opportunity to the running game. Um, That's not who this team is. And it's Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. That's not a scary duo. So I don't anticipate that yo-yo. And I think there's only room to improve another year in the system, another year of Brady being comfortable and building things the Brady way. I think sky's the limit, man. He finished his QB eight last season. I see that has, I see that as his floor. So I'm Ooh, all aboard okay. the Brady express. I think he has, yeah, this is a dangerous game to play, but I think he has one to three more seasons of elite production. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady's done when Tom Brady wants to be done. And I'm still, you know, I'll still ride the goat all the way to the championship, just like the Buccaneers did. So I'm all in Tom Brady this season. I love that. It's been about five to six years of NFL analysts saying, all right, this is Brady's final year of being good. He's starting to get older. He's going to be, he's going to drop off soon. I'm never saying that. I'm never saying that about Tom Brady. I'm never going to say this is his final year. He's going to start falling off. This is the year where he's not going to perform well because I just don't want to look like a fool. So they, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, got every single one of their Super Bowl winning team players back. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're still on the team. There's Gronk, Tom Brady's just absolute target guy. So I I just, I love it. I love everything about him. I think the reason why I have Aaron Rodgers higher than Brady is because I see Aaron Rodgers ceiling a little bit higher just because of, you know, recent performances. But, you know, I could see a world where you rank Tom Brady higher than Aaron Rodgers. So. I love Tom Brady. I think Chris Godwin's going to take a step up this year. I think that that Mike Evans is going to finish borderline top 10. It's just going to be awesome. It's going to be so fun to watch. This Bucs team with a a full offseason and preseason to just keep working on that team chemistry is going to be deadly. It's going to be super scary. So, yeah, I, I love it. ADP's at 803. I will say that's higher than what I've seen. Um, I, I've seen him drop to, to late ninth round, early 10th. So if you want to, you know, want to pray that he falls to you in the ninth or 10th, that would be amazing. So yeah, Tom Brady, I think the, the spot that we have him at seven, very solid. I like it. Uh, next up at number eight, we have Russell Wilson himself, uh, a enigma in fantasy football communities. We have seen him be great. We have seen him stink. Uh, and he's a quarterback that I will never have and don't want on my fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, that's harsh. Uh, but if you've ever owned Russell Wilson before, you know it's a roller coaster. So if, if you like roller coasters, he's your boy. Finishes quarterback six last season. When he is on, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. One of the best quarterbacks this league has ever seen. Uh, but when things are not going that way, he disappears. You know, he torpedoes your fantasy football week. You know, he's one of those cases where, you know, when things are good, they're great. But when they're bad, they actively hurt your fantasy chances. Uh, and that's just not a player I, I want to spend up for. And he does have a high ADP. You know, he is somebody you have to pay up for. And I'm not willing to pay that price for somebody who can who can hurt me any given week. 
So he did finish as a QB six last season. Yes, he has Tyler Lockett. Yes, he has DK Metcalf. But man, history has not been kind. Uh, His consistency is not what I'd be looking for at my starting QB. Um, So, I mean, that's how I feel. You know, I I do think this team wants to go back to a more run-heavy scheme. They got rid of Schottenheimer, their uh, offensive coordinator. I I think for that very reason, you know, they let Russ cook. Didn't help him all that much. I think they want to go back to more balanced attack. You know, a lot of that's narrative. A lot of that is speculation. Uh, but that's what I think. I think this passing offense is going to take a step back, go back to a more Seahawkian way. Uh, and, and Russell Wilson will, will suffer because of it. Is he great? Yes. Would I, in a perfect world, you know, would I be able to scoop him up late? Absolutely. But I'm sure his ADP is, yeah, I'm sure it's before round nine. Uh, oh, it's it, way higher than that. Right. I mean, I would guess yeah. around six that you got it. Six Oh four. Six Oh four. Yeah. Uh, yep. Over my dead body. I think that's just ridiculous. I know. Um, yeah. And, and you're actively hurting your fantasy team at that point. So mm. in round 10, absolutely sign me up, but man, round six, that is ludicrous. Count me out. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady's ADP at eight Oh three. doesn't really seem too bad anymore. Does it <laughs> with, with Russell Wilson in the sixth? So uh, I, I like how you brought up Shane Waldron, uh, the new offensive coordinator. He is going to they, – they brought him in just because they want to run the ball more. So that's what he's working with this offseason. They're going to run the ball with Chris Carson, DJ Dallas, Rashad Penny a lot more, and the inconsistencies are there. Like We're not making this stuff up. In the first eight games of the season, so the first half of the season, Russell Wilson finished as a top-10 quarterback Seven out of those eight times. Then we go to the final eight games of the season. He finished in the top 10 once out of those eight times. That's not great. He's super inconsistent. This is someone that you don't want to deal with, especially given the ADP. Yes, he does have great weapons. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Love those guys. And when Russell Wilson's on fire, he can finish as a top five quarterback, top three quarterback for that week. It's just not going to happen as often as you think. So. That's why I'm fading on Russ. His ADP is absolutely insane. Um, so if, if that keeps dropping, I'll take him in the eighth or ninth. But yeah, anything higher than that, I'm I'm out. I'm out. Love the guy, but it's just I, I I'm I'm just I don't buy into the the uh, the top five potential for Russ anymore. I like it, Andrew. Our number nine is Justin Herbert. He finished yeah. as QB nine last season. And I think this ranking is a little disrespectful to Justin Herbert, uh, but I'll be darned. I, I can't push him any higher in my rankings. Yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to. It's hard yeah, to. we saw it for one season. This kid, I mean, he just obliterated the the rookie quarterback scoring. What was it? The touchdowns by a by a rookie quarterback? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think he broke. Baker Mayfield's record of passing touchdowns in one season. Yeah. And he played two less games or one less game. And this is somebody I was not in on at all. You know, I was not a Herbert believer. So, you know, I was, I was just flat out wrong. I'll admit it. Herbert came out and looked every bit the consummate uh, professional. He was just an absolute beast from the get go. 
making really tough plays uh, in really, you know, making not only making the tough plays, but throwing really well to unknown receivers. You know, that's oh, the yeah. mark of a great yeah. quarterback is elevating those those players who just, you know, they're not all that great, but knowing where the opportunities are going to be. Uh, this is a young quarterback who gets Austin Eckler, one of the best receiving backs in the game. You get Mike Williams, who, you know, I really think is a elite talent, but just hasn't mm-hmm. put it together yet. Keenan Allen, I would say best route runner in the league. Best route runner in the league, right up there with Stefan Diggs. Um, improved offensive line. You know, he gives this team a new flash. You know, he pun intended, he charged this he charges this team up. Hey, um, I got it. I you know, it. he's he's the spark they needed. You know, he is that just maverick type player, mercurial type player. He's he's bringing the heat. I love this kid. I think he's gonna be great for years to come. Uh, give me all the shares of Justin Herbert. I want all of them. I think he's the future. And I think he's gonna be great this season. The only reason I don't have him higher is out of respect to the people who have done it more. But at the end mm-hmm. of the season, I don't think it's otherworldly to see him as a top three quarterback going into the 2022 season. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I made the mistake in our dynasty league last year during our startup draft. I told uh, Brendan's like, I need another quarterback. I said, Justin Herbert should be good. And then right as I said that, I was like, oh, I need a quarterback. What did I do? And I ended up with Drew Locke and Brendan brought has me to Justin. the championship. So I brought I'm him okay to with this. <laughs> just, I made the Locke. mistake. Yeah, I drafted Drew Locke because I, idiot me said, Justin Herbert's going to be really good. And Brennan's like, all right. I was like, wait, I should have said that. Why did I say anything? So I love Herbert, right? You basically said everything. I love how he shares the wealth. He made Jalen Guyton look like a, like a top receiver. I mean, I contemplated picking it up at fantasy because there would be multiple games where there'd be like 50 yard bombs to, to Guyton for a touchdown. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like what? That's all Herbert. I mean, he, he shares the wealth. He doesn't care who he's throwing to. He doesn't play favorites. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Austin Eckler coming back is really only going to help him. It's a, I, I guess the only worry is there's a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. So I guess that's really the only worry there, but you know they're going to build this offense, this entire team around Justin Herbert. So I we can relax. Um Herbert's ADP, a little bit crazy. 512. Oh, five twelve, that's a little little later than Dak Prescott, um, earlier than Russell Wilson. So Again, it's it just kind of sucks because there's so much hype around Justin Herbert right now, um, and that's why he's being drafted early. So if he falls to me in the in the seventh, it's going to be very difficult for me to not pick him just because I love him so much. But you know, my my brain tells me to to wait, and my brain's telling me to pass on Herbert this season just because his ADP is too high. So yeah, fall to the uh, eighth, and I'll take you. Yeah, and at that price, once again, you are you're drafting him for his upside, <laughs> and that's absolutely just, yeah. You know, all, if everything goes great, mm-hmm. you paid for him, <laughs> so you know they have to. So, ugh, man, it's too bad because I love Herbert, but that is a yeah. rich price. It's unfortunate. And number ten, we have you know the permanently undervalued Ryan Tannehill. Um, we have seen many iterations of Ryan Tannehill. He was a wide receiver in college, was a forgettable quarterback in Miami, 
revived his career and is now the you know secured starting quarterback for the Titans. Got a big contract and keeps delivering consistent stats. Uh, he was he was quarterback seven last season, which is absolutely preposterous. I'm at the point now where I have to say he's a good quarterback. You know, as much as absolutely. that pains me, That's the dude's great. a good quarterback, and his team only got better in the passing game. They acquired Julio Jones. They have AJ Brown. I don't have anything to say. You know, Ryan Tannehill is going. He's finding himself in a bit better situation than he was last season. So, Ryan Tannehill, I think his his floor is QB ten. Um, that's just what the dude does. So, at a pretty good ADP, he is safe. He's done it year after year. He's on a team that can get it done, and he can rush. You know, he rushed for seven touchdowns last season. Uh, that's darn impressive. Ryan Tannehill, I'm in. Yeah, I'm all in. I mean, what what more can you say? The the only downside is that the Tennessee Titans run the ball a lot, uh, so we need to focus on Tannehill's efficiency over production, over volume. But listen, it, when you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones as your weapons, I mean, it, you're going to be a top ten quarterback. So he's done it before; he's going to do it again. He is a safe top ten option with, I guess, what top five upside? I guess five as a ceiling that you can get very late in the draft. Late 9th, early 10th is when you can get him. 907 is his ADP. This is the guy I'm getting in all of my fantasy leagues. Really, this is the guy, because I know he's a safe, good, if I'm not getting Dak Prescott, I'm getting Tannehill. It's going to be a safe, consistent option, so I love it. I'm all in. I like it. And Andrew, that rounds out our top 10, my friend. Uh, A pretty stellar list, if I do say so myself. Uh, You know, Two quick questions here um, yeah. that I think the people want to hear, and then we can wrap this sucker up. Which of these top 10 quarterbacks do you think is most likely to not repeat as a top 10 quarterback? Want me to go first? You can go first. Uh, I'm going Russell Wilson. I'm kind of seeing similar signs to Drew Brees, where he's going to take a step back in passing. They're going to run the ball a lot more. They're going to focus on rushing. I'm very low on him right now. He still does have top targets, but the inconsistency and the, I guess, the entire offseason game plan of running the ball a lot more makes me believe that if anybody is not going to make the top 10 this year, if we're wrong about anybody, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson, which kind of pains me to say it, but he's not the runner like he used to be. I think he's going to get less rushing yards. He's going to get less passing yards and he's going to get less passing touchdowns. And if he's a fringe top 10 at that point, I say he's out. That's funny. I think he's one of the safest people on this list, but I certainly understand your arguments. Uh, My player is Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's an amazing quarterback. That's not the question here. The question is efficiency. You know, they're not asking him to do a lot. He's not. He doesn't throw the ball an insane amount of times. Um, So with his opportunities, if he's not scoring touchdowns, he's not scoring fantasy points. You know, that's just not his game. You know, Tom Tom Brady had more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers last season. So he's hyper efficient. And like I said, if he's not leading the NFL in passing touchdowns, he's not scoring fantasy points. Uh, So I do think the running game will vulture more touchdowns this season from Aaron Rodgers. 
and you do that for some of those touchdowns, all of a sudden you're looking at a top three. Instead of top three, you're looking at somebody who's on the outside of the top ten. You know, that's what that's the situation we were in a couple of years ago. And people were writing off Aaron Rodgers as done. Uh, then, of course, he does what he did last season. But it, I see that as a pretty easy scenario. And I say it's like a 40 to 60 percent chance, you know, 40 percent chance he finishes, you know, top or a 60 percent chance he finishes the top 10, 40 percent chance he finishes outside of it. He's good enough nice. to be efficient. The Packers win a lot and he's still not a fantasy option. So. Aaron Rodgers is my pick for someone who would not be on this list at the end of the season. And the more important question I have here is what player outside the top 10 could potentially finish as a top five QB this upcoming season? I'll go first because I think I might be stealing yours. I'm going to say Jalen Hurts. There it is. Yep. Do I like Jalen Hurts? Absolutely. No. I don't like Jalen Hurts. I I don't want him as my quarterback. I don't believe in him. I don't think he's extraordinary. And this is not a team that I like. However, I cannot deny how good he was on the football field last season. In the short little glimpses we got of uh, Jalen Hurts in this Eagles offense, he racked up fantasy points like it was nobody's business. So it pains me. I do think the Eagles are going to give him every opportunity this season with Devontae Smith being healthy. Jalen Hurts is a phenomenal rusher. I really think the sky's the limit. And you don't have to be a good quarterback to score a lot of fantasy points at the quarterback position. We saw Lamar Jackson do it. So I think Jalen Hurts is that perfect mixture of a team that's in a chaotic spot, a young quarterback who's not a great thrower, so he runs it. kind of a, a murky running back situation in the first place with Miles Sanders. I think Jalen Hurts is the answer here. Uh, if the price is cheap enough, I'll take a dart throw in Jalen Hurts. Absolutely. I like that. Uh, and Jalen Hurts ADP is very similar to, I guess, um, Ryan Tannehill's. Oh, never mind. Russell Wilson's. No, I'm going crazy. 803 is Jalen Hurts ADP. So that's Tom Brady level. So I knew there was one player there, but uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts. I love him. He was uh, one of my options, but luckily I have a backup option because I somehow knew that you were going to say Jalen Hurts. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Oh, no, nope. I think he don't like he, it. No. Okay. I think he has the opportunity <laughs> to finish in the top five. It's very difficult because there's not a lot of options for this question. Because I'm not going to say Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones, you know, none of that. Punch uh, yeah, that would be that would just be ridiculous if you say something like that. But Joe Burrow, I think, out of all the options available, has the opportunity. Uh, he averaged the most passing attempts per game by a rookie in NFL history. The issue was the offensive line that they haven't done much improvement on this offseason, which worries me. What they did improve on is the receiving core. And it's kind of crazy that they improved on it because Tyler Boyd and uh, T. Higgins, almost forgot his name for a second, were amazing last season. Now they added Joe Burrow's teammate, Jamar Chase. He is really an outstanding wide receiver. So for a team that is going to be losing a lot and going to need to throw the ball a lot, Joe Burrow has a lot of a, a lot better options than, than most quarterbacks. So I would go with Joe Burrow here. 
Uh, obviously, Hertz is my first choice, but those are my two guys. So um, before we head to the outro, I will. I do want to say, uh, check out our Instagram, barely underscore athletic, and make sure to follow us on TikTok and YouTube, which is just barely athletic. And visit our website, www.barelyathletic.com. There you go. And I do also want to point out to anybody who has not followed us yet, there is a certain bit of magic to watching Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo himself. Uh, You won't be disappointed. Make sure you look him up. You know, he's, it's hard to describe. Uh, Brendan, I would say the first time looking at Andrew, oh boy, it it kind of takes your breath away. Uh, similar to I'd a, say so. <gasps> <laughs> it's a it's everybody says I got a face for radio. So you know what? You can check it out. I don't yeah. know. And if I sites. didn't convince you to follow us, I don't know what will. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, if you ever want to see a real life Frankenstein, follow us. Yep. Check it out. <laughs> oh my god. It's Sorry. Harsh. That was harsh. But 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 That's all fine. the heat. It's if, fine. If <laughs> He <laughs> just, just lost it. Just I, I honestly don't even remember the first time I saw Andrew because we were like three. We were like, we were pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like five. Time I, yeah. Yeah. So we, we lost Bryant. He's losing if, it over there. If you ever want to see what it would look like if a little oh, kid boy. wandered into a cave, was stuck in the cave for 10 years, and came out. That is what Andrew... This is a roast now. We're turning this into a roast. <laughs> and he, that the cave was his parents' basement. Roast episode. I haven't left my parents' basement. I had to turn off my mic. But I'm dying. Um, losing it. I think that's you're the best descriptor it. of Andrew's appearance I've ever given. Yeah, just go uh, everyone, check it out. Go just for that, make sure you check it out. Uh, we would certainly appreciate it. Thank you all so much, so much for being a part of the Barely Athletic Experience. We are so excited to bring you the fantasy football goodness for this 2021 season. Like Andrew said, make sure to follow us on all those neato social media platforms and make sure you subscribe. You know, please follow us. Keep checking back. We will keep bringing you our top 10 rankings. Stay safe. Stay attractive. We will see you next time.